It's fine. I hate it. Whatever. I hate, hate it. It's fine. It's just a little d- dash. It's a. F- I meant to put an exclamation. Oh, <laughs> you're recording. I meant to put an exclamation point. I didn't meant to put a fucking dash. I didn't meant to put. It's it's a it. You can you are an exclamation point. You don't I need can't. to add exclamation points. I have to. I changed my Rocket League name from Big Curbs to Lasagna, and now instead of <laughs> saying to crush my puss, <laughs> I just. To text thick wide nudes but n-o-o-d-s and then i'll do ricotta in all caps <laughs> what change what what warranted the change to uh lasagna you know there's only so many times you can yell big curbs in your living room uh while your wife is in the area <laughs> so yeah. i switch she doesn't seem to be mad when i go lasagna yeah, yeah. Doesn't hate that yet. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be. That's the best part about the switch is you can change your name just constantly. Right. You do say big curves a lot in Slack. Big curves. I. That's a. It's a big morning thing for me when I'm ready yes. to take on the day. Throwing a big curves. You are. You are. You are doing a a big curbs. Uh, I like whenever I log into Slack. It's just me harassing you with four texts in a row, and then like three hours later, you will respond. I, I think it's because I don't get notifications, I, and I'm like, oh wait, I wonder if Aaron's been saying anything. It's just been you screaming in a fucking <laughs> cyber box for three and a half hours, and I'm like, oh yeah, we set it's, this up to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's just good morning big curbs lots of huggy emojis <laughs> yeah yes welcome to bum fuzzle my name welcome. is brc yeah and with me is a man who is so resistant to starting this podcast and yet is on the precipice of being the host of two podcasts is aaron kirby two podcasts two podcasts two podcasts <laughs> you are you're you're on the you're on the brink do we want to exp- do we want to peel the onion and just just break it down. We we talking about how I'm going solo. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to be uh we're going to be yeah. Yeah. We did a Twitter poll. It was 100% one way and 100 and 0% the other way. <laughs> we will be releasing the Wrestle Blitz as its own podcast. So definitely when that starts to hit, we're going to be hitting you up on Twitter. But we will be releasing the Wrestle Blitz as its very own podcast. So definitely be on the lookout for that in your feeds. Is that yes. starting this week? Are we doing that this week? Are we doing that next week? We can do it, but I still need to create a RSS feed, which is a web link, and submit it to iTunes and everything. So the, the first release will be delayed. But we can just fucking do it for the sake of doing it, and then we'll let everyone know how they can subscribe. So if you like me running out of breath, yes. if you uh, like me talking about wrestling as fast as humanly possible, mm-hmm. subscribe. I'm not even sure. Are we going to call it the Wrestle Blitz pod? I, 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 we haven't even gone that deep into it. We can, for the call to arms to our listeners, Ooh. is take suggestions. Um, what this should be called, but just so you guys understand what it is and why I want to do it, and I think it's so funny, it is literally Aaron Kirby doing the same thing that we used to do on the show, where there's a wrestle clip 
the music starts and he talks as fast as he can for a minute about wrestling and then it's over. <laughs> it is like maybe a minute 10 on a weekly basis is the ep- length of the episodes. And we've talked at length about how badly we want that to be out downloading the shit out of this podcast. I want that to have hundreds of thousands of downloads a week because there's literally no room for ads on it. Yes, just <laughs> literally no a minute 10 responsibility. We can't which is monetize so it. We no. can't monetize it at all. No, because it, it'll lose its charm if it, it does. It would what am absolutely. I supposed to be like, be like, oh my God, I can't wait for Shinsuke Nakamura and ZipRecruiter. Real question. Let's say yes. ZipRecruiter hits us up and we were doing that and it's like the average episode's a minute 10. They want to add another 20 seconds to it. Would you turn them down for? No. And what what amount of money would you not turn them down? I think it's a I better phrasing. ZipRecruiter couldn't put a fucking number on a check big enough, but Sherry's Berries could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I definitely can be bought. <laughs> I can be bought. Oh, I, I can, can be, be purchased. Yeah. yeah. But yes. if you guys listen to podcasts, you know there's there's certain types of ads. You have, yes. You have, there's so many, like, they're all over. You have Dollar Shave Club and Sherry's Berries and Zip Recruiter, and yep. you have all those. I can, if they give me free Sherry's Berries for life, they can, I'll fucking extend it for 20 seconds. I honestly think, and I'm incredibly biased, both of just how I think about you and just my involvement with the idea. I honestly think that will be a top 10 wrestling podcast in all uh, podcast stores. <laughs> I know you don't buy podcasts, but I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like if it could show up on anything, I would love it. Yes. So we're we're gonna do it. It's we're it's a thing we're gonna do, and you guys are gonna enjoy it. Yes. And even if you don't like wrestling, you have to admit, I get a lot of information out. Yes. Yes. I've I've been doing that for years at this point. You are a professional. And it's and your comedic training of not burning the light slash just Reputa- uh, repetitions of articulating but talking at a fast speed has helped you evolve and I think that that's what's going to make it so great and it also the added pressure because you bring up burning the light uh, there's plenty of times where I, I want to get it out and I have the ability to go over by like 10 seconds just to finish my final thought here. Yes, won't have that there no and that's my favorite part is that every episode is going to end with you groaning? Yeah, it's me going. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. So be on the lookout for that. I am very excited to see how it does. Uh, I also am very excited that people thought it was going to be just dumb enough to try. So thank you guys for being involved in the Twitter poll. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Yes. So we could move on from here, and I can ask you, Aaron Kirby, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Dude, I've had a week, my friend. I've had a week. I, uh, I went to Indianapolis with my lovely wife. We decided we would go to Indianapolis. And a lot of people would say, what the fuck's in Indianapolis? That's well, my question. Proximity to Chicago is in Indianapolis. It has a big. It's this pro, the second closest place besides Milwaukee. Milwaukee's closest. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis, I think it'd be second. Yes, I think we go St. Louis third. 
Yeah. Maybe Detroit and Cleveland area. Maybe maybe the Natty. Maybe Cincinnati down there. So the, we just went to Indianapolis because uh, Chelsea and I. Did are, you say Minneapolis? I feel like Minneapolis is pretty close. Minneapolis is about an eight-hour drive. It's a little bit longer. Okay. That's like me driving to San Francisco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like that. And Indianapolis is about a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Oh, wow. That's Saint nothing. Louis is like five. Milwaukee is like an hour and a half. Really? Yeah, Milwaukee is genuinely like Olympia to Seattle. That's crazy that I I, I see it more in like the tri-state East Coast area, but I forget that the Midwest is similar where it's like you can drive to a different state very quickly, where if I were to drive to Portland, that's basically my day. Yeah, so Portland is further than uh, Indianapolis or Milwaukee, but St. Louis is like five. So I go to to Indianapolis, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Chelsea and I are trying to travel a bunch this year, and Indianapolis is very cheap. So I actually get like a three-bedroom house Airbnb for like sixty fucking dollars a night. So that almost sold me when I was looking on Airbnb. I was like, we should just fucking go. This is nothing. This is cheaper than the shittiest motel in Seattle you can get. Yeah, for like a three-bedroom house. So we go there, all costs considered, for our three nights, renting a car and. This house is like $300. It's nothing to oh, go wow. and enjoy it. Yeah, it was awesome. So we enjoyed it. I, uh, we went around the city. We went, like you brought up on this podcast before, we went and looked at both sports places. They have yes. the uh, Something Field House, which is uh, home to the Pacers. Yeah. And I don't get how that uh, community enjoys basketball. That blows my mind. But Well, yeah. it's like the state, Indiana, is like big on basketball. Like they yeah, fucking they love, love basketball there. They yeah. love it. And then yeah. uh, the Lucas Oil Stadium was very large. There's this really wonderfully done Peyton Manning statue. Uh, mm-hmm. We enjoy our time there. We eat really good. I had probably some of the best tacos I've ever had there. Crispy pork belly with egg on top. You're fucking kidding me. Delicious. Seriously? Yeah. Delicious. That's wow. the reason we went down there. There's a little bit of a restaurant boom going on, uh, which I feel is almost happening in every large city. But yep. we go down there. Uh, it's fun. We go to this cocktail bar because Chelsea and I really like cocktails. And one Mm -hmm. of our favorite cocktails is a whiskey sour made with an egg white. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure during your time of drinking if you've ever tried that, but it's like makes it very frothy and good. But the difference is between Indianapolis and Chicago is if you wanted like a fancy drink like that in Chicago, it's like $15. I bet. But in Indianapolis, we were at their best, nicest cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. And it was six dollars, so I had like five of them. That's like a diet coke at a Red Robin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and I got hellaciously sick because of all the egg whites I had put into my body. Because oh no! It's, raw, it's a raw egg white that's just shooken up. Yeah, I and, feel like uh, that's a one of those things that it feels like it'd be a good idea on paper, and you would just trust that it exists on the menu that it would be pretty calm, but it would turn out not to be that calm. It's uh usually really good and I, the reason i'm I, I have appeal to it is because i can't have the fructose the high fructose corn syrup that gives mm-hmm. me diarrhea yes but five whiskeys made with egg whites makes me puke that's <laughs> what i there found you go. out so i had to choose my poison and so it's chose. either you throw up or your butthole sounds like a screaming raptor from jurassic park it's horrible <laughs> it is horrible yes <laughs> so bad yes but they call it the nap. Found Don't that out. H- hate it. 
Well, here's the best part. I didn't like it until this moment where we were taking an Uber back from this bar we were at, and the guy who was driving us, I was like, oh, so this is, they call it the nap, huh? And the guy <laughs> driving was like, yeah, I have no idea where they got that name from. Oh, wow. And then I was like, dude, it's because India nap Like, I mean, it's right in the name. <laughs> and he was like, huh. And the dude goes to like Purdue, which by the way, Purdue's in Indianapolis. Right. Didn't know that. Yeah. It and doesn't no seem like that's the trouble with universities like that. It's like, you don't really know. You can't pin them down on the map. <laughs> well, Indiana has Notre Dame and Purdue. Notre Dame? It's in South Bend, Indiana. I thought it was in fucking Ann Arbor, Michigan. No. Ann Arbor, Michigan's where Michigan's at. University of Michigan. Notre Dame's in Indiana? I always Notre thought Dame it was in, in Michigan. South Bend, Indiana. I had that's no idea. Why, that's why there's that rivalry there, too. Yeah, it's in South Bend, Indiana, which is actually closer than Indianapolis. And then Purdue is in Lafayette, Indiana. Also, there's a Lebanon, Indiana. There's a lot of fucking weird-ass names for cities in Indiana. Tons of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like go through the almanac of it, but Indiana is a very interesting state because... I don't know anything about it. I don't know how much I care about it, but I also know that there's a high crime rate there. Very high. Terrible uh, meth problem. Yes. A lot of universities. It's super but like Kentucky. But like no industry. Yeah. I was. That's one of my favorite things when I go to a new city, especially because we're from the Seattle area. And so we're used to people working for Boeing, Microsoft, Starbucks, Nordstrom's. Yes. Damn or Tacoma Comedy Club. Yeah, or Tacoma Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> One of the six. And uh, when I moved to Chicago, it was interesting because I was like, "Where? how does this city go? They have and a lot of Boeing people, too. Chicago does? Yeah, there's, there's a, I think a Boeing headquarters is in Chicago. I didn't know that. I know there's one in South Carolina, but Indianapolis. <laughs> you and I are looking real fucking dumb on this, by the way. <laughs> but keep, keep going. Yeah. Indianapolis, I have no idea what the crutch is. I think it's farming. Probably. Isn't like McDonald's from there? I'm uh, probably no, talking out of my Illinois. ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. We have a two-story McDonald's. We're about to get a four-story Starbucks in Chicago. That, to me, is so funny. The ro- do you know the roastery in Capitol Hill? Yeah. That, but four stories on Michigan I, Ave. I hope that the only place you can buy a coffee is on the fourth floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's no elevators. You just have there's no just stairs, stairs. <laughs> and there are spiral staircases, and that's it. <laughs> and there's one in the middle. That's what I hope. Spiral staircases are... Staircases? Spiral staircases are horrifying to go down. Yeah, that's what I'm they're, talking about. They're fucking horrifying. It would, and imagine like if you do it in the middle of the day, and there's all those like like old people hanging out at the coffee shop. It's gonna take you like a year. Yeah, especially in that area because that area is the Magnificent Mile. Yeah. So it's just the most tourist-driven part of Chicago. It's gonna be horrible. It's going to be. It was a four-story crate and barrel, and they're turning it into a fucking coffee shop. That's crazy to me. I felt like if any brick and mortar retail would last it would be a furniture store but what do i know they're just moving oh 10 10 they're just moving uh you watched that piece of shit cloverfield movie didn't you i did why does everyone hate it do i have really low standards 
Oh, you liked it. I just assumed that you were going to be just like everybody else. I've heard nothing but bad things, but maybe it's fine. I don't know. So, so I really like Cloverfield. Yes. I really like that universe. I thought the first Cloverfield really captured my imagination. It came out when I was like 18. I thought mm-hmm. one Cloverfield Lane or whatever it's called. I thought that was a brilliant movie. I enjoyed it. We, we own it. Shit. That was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. This is not either of those, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> But okay. I, I had fun watching it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a d- dumb movie. It's supposed to be dumb. It's a dumb movie. It. I don't think it added a ton to the universe of Cloverfield because now they're building a universe of Cloverfield, which I'm all for. Sure. And there was some explanation of like, hey, this is why things could happen. But also, I could see nothing coming out of that movie. Yeah. But I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. And I don't like movies genuinely, but I think it probably has... I really like that British actor in it who was the, the cop in Bridesmaids. I know who you're talking about. I don't know his fucking name, but I know who you're oh, talking about. Dude, that guy cracks me up. I love it. Like, he, he just, every time he was on screen, he was making me laugh. I yeah, I think, I think he's Scottish, but it's more or less the same thing. Oh, is he Scottish? I think he's Scottish. Yeah. Well, fuck him then. Boom. 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 Yeah, uh, I've heard mixed reviews. I've had a couple friends who really like it. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I've also seen, I get why people hate it. Yeah, but I also think when you're in that genre, you have to kind of be a little open-minded to the quality of the movie. Did you watch Bright? No, because people shit on that too. I mean, it looks fucking terrible. It's pretty, pretty racist looking. <laughs> it looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. It's it just looks like like they took that Rick and Morty episode that I made you watch. Yep. And turned it into orcs instead of Morty's. Yep. That's what I feel. So Morty was better than orcs. Morty, Morty, Morty. What are you doing? I, uh, so a couple things. To to start, I beat the game South Park, finally. I only typically play games on Saturdays anymore while my son is napping. Other than that, I'm either recording a podcast or hanging out with my wife. And I... As you guys may know, depending on how long you've listened to this episode, I started that game a fucking long time ago. And (laughs) and the thing I like about RPGs is that I feel like you can maximize your return on your purchase, even though Aaron Kirby gave me this game for free. But you really can like draw out your enjoyment of the game. Whereas like other games, you don't really have that opportunity, if that makes sense. So I beat it. I, I raved about it. And I asked the question rhetorically on this episode or a past episode is what why don't people like that game because i thought the game was fucking rad and then i looked at reviews and everyone was like yeah it just got a little too long at the end and then i beat it and i was like oh yeah this is getting a little long at the end (laughs) so i get i get that overall i give the game an a um but i think it was also and i use this analogy with you already i think it was just kind of like i was full and i was pushing the plate across the table kind of when I was done, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I would just consume so much of it. And I had such a bitch of a time with the second to last boss that I couldn't just, I couldn't look at it anymore. But if you haven't played it, it's a really fun fucking game. And I don't even think you need to be a fan of the show to enjoy it. It's, it's honestly probably the best game I played in 2017. I can't think of another game, maybe like last day of June. Um, but for a game that came out in 2017, I think it was one of the best. 
A quick question, then I'm going to go into what you were talking about. When was the last time you played Zelda? <laughs> Dude. Me too. It, yeah. <laughs> it's been Me a long time. Too. Yeah. It's been a long time, and I do like it, and I th- and I plan on picking it up again, but the fucking weapons breaking dude and just like it's I f- that game it's like thrives on being annoying yeah it's a yes grind. it's a really bad grind but what yeah. you're saying about south park saying you don't need to be a fan of the show i also like i've talked about this in the past i don't think you need to be a fan of rpgs because i have a very hard stance against turn-based rpgs mm-hmm. and i fucking loved that game yeah because of the south park allure made me try it out and I enjoyed it. And now I can see myself liking other JRPGs because of it. Yeah, for sure. It's really, really fun. And to your point about it being too long, I actually was enjoying the game so much that when it didn't end, because I thought it could have been like twice. Yep. And then it didn't. I was like, oh, fucking sweet. I, got, I, don't, I don't know how many more hours I got in this, but I'm going to keep playing. And it was very, very fun. And the side missions are super fun. The shitting on the toilet, very fun. Yep. Love those mini games. Everyone should give it a shot. I think so. And I want to just say for those that have played it, I got all the Yahweh photos. I got all the member berries. Damn. I got all the cats. Damn. I I did all the the like posters for the guy at the police station. I did it all. Damn. I did it all. Damn. Yep. I did every I last pretty- bit of it. I think I got pretty far in a lot of those. I know I got all the posters for the police station. I don't. I think there was a cat missing. I don't think I got all the member berries, but I'm pretty sure I got all the photos. Yep. And then uh, the only other piece I want to talk about is that if for those that aren't fans of the show South Park, it's kind of known for how savage it can be. And part of the game is like you create a character sheet, and it's all just it has no value whatsoever other than just to do it. And it makes you like a cis gender or whatever. And then one of them's religion, which is the last one. And then to choose your religion, you go and you meet a gay fish who, if you don't watch the show, is Kanye West. And there is a very famous gay fish episode about Kanye West because he doesn't get, a fo- get, doesn't get a joke about a gay fish and he's mad about it because he's a lyrical genius. Anyways, it turns into a mini game where he's trying to send his mom into heaven on the back of a farting unicorn. The reason that is so savage is because after Kanye West's mom died, he created a mobile game that was that fucking game, and South Park fucking mocked the shit out of it in the game that they created, (laughs) which is just the most savage shit ever. Which is so funny because you called me and you were like, hey, did you play that game in South Park with the unicorn and the gay fish? And I was like, yeah, dude, that was the fucking most ridiculous thing. <laughs> what yeah. was, like, that was so odd. Like, I I was dying laughing, not even knowing the layers of the joke of that. Yeah. It yeah, was exactly. So good. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. And when you told me that, I just remember being like, oh, God, that is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's poetic. Like, bra- bravo, guys. Like, Perf- perfect troll. I could I couldn't think of anything better. Yeah, so. because it's possible that Kanye West yeah. still has no idea that that exists. No, I, and I that's funny you say that because I thought about that. I was like, I don't think he does. It's like the perfect crime. Yeah, no, and there's no one in his circle that would get that information back to him. Mm-hmm. And even if someone in his circle was playing that game, part of me thinks that nobody understood what Kanye was doing 
And so they still played it like I played it, just being like, this is fucking crazy funny. Right, right. Because it isn't like a very well-known thing. I just happen to know it because I'm a huge Kanye fan and I'm a weirdo. Like, I, I, everyone that I told that to, they are like, are you fucking serious? Like, he did that after his mom died? He made a fucking, like, Angry Birds game in her that honor? Was, that was the, uh... He, he did the whole Taylor Swift thing after his mom died, right? Like, he had... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. That all happened. Um, and then boom, other than... Boom, boom, baby. Boom, and then, boom, baby. And then other than that, um, this, is, this is shameless... But I did start a website. It is just brcyad.com. I've always found writing to be therapeutic. And I plan on writing about a number of things, whether it be life things, whether it be just me reviewing things like games or other things, and then also just like sports opinion stuff. But for me, I like writing. It makes me feel good when I do it and I create it. I always like having some sort of creative outlet. And I think that this is a, just a good, mature way that I can do something. So you, I don't care. Check it out if you want to. Um, I just have one post up right now about my kid. Um, and I'm going to do my best to keep up with it. But like with any blog, anything's possible. So <laughs> that could easily go to the wayside. I just hope it doesn't. So I enjoyed what you wrote and what you posted today. So I think everyone should check it out. Boom, boom, bang, ba bang, bang, boom. Boom, boom sweaty beta, baby. All right, let's fucking turn in some shit. If you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. And if you did your homework, then say I did my homework. I did my homework. I did my homework. I want to do a good job. All right. What? Did you do, or what did I make you do? I made you watch a Black Cro- Mirror episode. Crocodile. You made me watch oh, Crocodile. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude. That was a bummer. So Chelsea was working, and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm laying in bed watching Black Mirror. And she said, which one? I said, oh, I don't know. Chris made me watch one called Crocodile. And I believe her response was, holy shit, that one's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, it is. And it was. It was uh it was crazy. So Crocodile, as you guys know, we've been we both been working through Black Mirror. And mm-hmm. it this episode is about this guy and this girl. They they go out together and when they're driving home, the guy who's driving hits and kills a someone on their bike, a bicyclist. Uh, mm-hmm. and then he convinces the girl to help cover it up by throwing the body and the bike into a lake. And then so a number of years pass, the girl's married uh, and she, she's having like a killer career. She's at this conference uh, and she's on this business trip and then the guy shows up and from there, everything goes south. They get in this fight and then she ends up killing this guy, which I hope this doesn't sound sexist, the girl was tiny and the dude was huge. So it like kind of blew my mind that she pinned him down in the way she did. I hope that's not sexist at all, but he just seemed like a very much larger human being than her. I thought the exact same thing. That was pretty fucking easy for her. In fact, it was so easy. I was like, does she have superpowers? And is that where she this fucking episode's heading? Killed. It'd be like if Chelsea was like, "Well, I'm gonna pin you to the floor," and I'm like, "Get off of me!" Yeah, like, <laughs> like put put her hands on his shoulders, I believe, and then just put them around his neck, and then he was dead. 
Yeah, and so she, he dies. And then they do something that's akin to an episode that we talked about where they can like access memories. Yes. And so I believe there was, you're gonna have to help me fill in the blanks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like a car crash outside and so someone was, the insurance company was trying to figure out what was going on. So they were going to people who saw it. And then this one guy uh, who was like a doctor or a dentist, I think, yeah, uh, saw the accident because he was looking at some cute dude's butt, but then also saw her staring out of her hotel room. So then yep. she went to go talk to the main character of this episode about what happened, but she was hiding this death. Yep. Long story short, she kills this guy. The woman who's coming to investigate the insurance claim also gets killed because she kind of sees the dude dying in her memories. And she goes to the insurance agent's house, kills her husband in the bathtub, and then also kills their baby. (laughs) And then... Goes to her kids' fucking play. Yeah. Yeah. The same night after killing a baby. And the reason she does that is because we just spoiled the whole thing, so I'm just going to say it. So the reason that the fucking insurance claims person that came to interview her, she has to kill her because she saw the memories. And then she had to kill the husband because the husband knew she was there because they could access this guy's memories. She put the memory thing on the insurance agent. Exactly. And then she saw the baby there and she thought she had to kill him to cover his tracks. But the baby was blind, so it didn't see anything. And how they finally... And in another room. And they bust her. The cops bust her because there was a fucking guinea pig in the room and saw it all. So, like, a fucking guinea pig is the reason that this chick got in jail. And she essentially did all that for nothing. So, very dark, to say the least. It's horrible. But here's one thing. Did I fall asleep? What, the guinea pig part? Yeah, it was near the end. Okay, I must have fucking turned it off or something because that's new information to me. Yeah, so the guinea pig was in the baby's room and they accessed the guinea pig's memories. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. serious. All yeah. right, that I did. <laughs> can I ask can I ask a question that I that I too was waiting for the entire episode? Yes. I was waiting for a crocodile the whole time. <laughs> so, okay, I've tried to wrap my brain around this. Yes. As to why it could possibly, like, wh- why do they call it crocodile? I'm sure we could Google it and figure it out, but because I definitely thought multiple times I was going to see a crocodile. In fact, one time I thought I saw crocodile scales after he threw him in the vent, and I was like, when is this crocodile going to come up? Like, I genuinely was waiting all the episode for a crocodile. I have a theory. And it's yeah. not much of a theory because I Googled it and I said, crocodile theory, that was it, that was it for, <laughs> for Black Mirror. And it actually, the term crocodile tears came up, mm-hmm. which I think is probably where it came from because crocodile tears. Hold on, tears. back up. So you were about to say that you have a theory, but really what you're doing is just Googling while I was talking and you were going to play it off? No, I Googled it after the okay. pop, the episode. Okay, okay, okay. I, went, I was like, what's that thing? And I went, crocodile black mirror theory. 
and yes. it said because I was like, I know that there's a term that has the word crocodile in it, but I'm dumb and I don't know most terms. <laughs> Fair. And then Fair. one came up called Crocodile Tears, which I remember I'm pretty sure from a video game, which mm-hmm. is like someone who is sad but not sincere about it. Yeah. And that's kind of seems to be a very popular theory as to why yeah. they called it Crocodile. Yep. Because I'm sure. Because that bitch was insincere. Definitely. But needless but also to say. Very strong. Very strong woman. <laughs> I thought she was. I honestly thought after I saw that scene, she was going to turn into like a crocodile person. <laughs> she gets bitten by a radioactive crocodile. Yeah, and then kills the whole town. We're talking about Black Mirror here. She killed so, a baby. So I will admit, I watched you. Like she I had you in its pants, still can't do anything about it, baby. <laughs> yep, I had you watch that episode because it was dark. I actually didn't think that episode was that great out of all the black mirrors I've seen. I thought it was good because of just how insane it was. But in terms of story and like how good all the other ones were, I don't rank it near the top at all. No, 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 no. But it was incredibly memorable for what it was. Yep. I'm with you. I'll never forget it. Like if I if someone if I have a conversation where someone's like I love Black Mirror, I'll always ask now, have you seen Crocodile? Yeah. And then we can both go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's a rough one. It is the rough one. What's your tis? Homework? Turn in your homework, my friend. I watch a wrestling. Mm. I call them matches, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was. Almas versus Gargano. Andrade Cien Almas, the NXT champion, mm-hmm. versus Johnny Gargano, also known as Johnny Wrestling. And if for those that didn't listen last week, the reason I was given this responsibility is because it is considered a five-star match. It got uh, the five-star match after we talked about it because I was saying I really hope it gets the five-star match. It yep. was the first five-star match in WWE since 2011. When yep. CM Punk faced John Cena right here in Chicago. Wow. So I wrote down some notes. Note me, baby. So I figured out what I feel makes a good match. Okay. So I think a lot of it has to do with the transitions of both of the athletes because I feel that you can see in the facial expressions of the athletes when they are transitioning between moves that they are breaking character and they're focusing on getting the move right where in this match they didn't break character physically when they were making those transitions like they always looked like they were fighting one another there was never that moment which they were looking choreographed and working together. Does that make sense? Yes, and that is two wrestlers knowing each other extremely well yeah. and having good chemistry. And it add, it it a good wrestling match isn't hard to suspend your disbelief to watch it. Right. And that's right. exactly what you're saying. Yes, it was all just... Two guys that honestly looked like they were fighting the entire time. Mm 
and there wasn't a moment where they looked like they were trying to synchronize or like prepare for each other's fall or anything like that. It all looked like they were taken by surprise when they were supposed to. Yeah, nothing was telegraphed. I feel that part of what else makes a good wrestling match is a component of silliness. And there was two elements of silliness that I really liked. One of them was the Mexican was choking the white guy. Yes. <laughs> Mexican Mexican was almost, right? Yes, yes. And Gargonus was Gargano. Garganos was getting up by the, the Greek god Gargonus. Yes, was getting up and and gaining strength from the cheers of the crowd and the Mexican was like looking around in fear and he was like, Oh God, they're cheering for him. He's gaining strength. And he just like had this look in his eye and it was just so stupid and funny at the same time. He's like, no, no. like it was fucking Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. Question um, for you to cut yes. you off. Um, describe what character each of them were in your eyes. Never seen them before. Oh, I can tell you. The white guy was the face, and the Mexican was the heel. Well, yeah, but, like, describe who they were. So the Mexican, like, physically? Well, yeah, like, like, like I'll, I'll give you one. Like, like Almas mm-hmm. is a super cocky heel, super full of himself, thinks everything's so easy. Yeah. Now describe Gargano. Gar- Gargano is, like, a... Uh... A, a hard-working, dedicated-to-the-craft wrestler guy who does have moments of cockiness, but he uses it as energy to defeat his opponent. That's that's good, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Because he, he, in terms of like a babyface, I think Gargano is one of the best babyfaces. Good guys, that's what that means, by the way. Yeah. Uh, in a long time because he's constantly an underdog Mm -hmm. because of his size and because of his doubt in himself because that's his whole story i know you didn't watch everything but the his whole story is doubting himself because he had a partner that he gained success with and the partner turned on him yeah and he doubted himself for so long but then started getting this hot streak and got this opportunity so he came in more confident than ever into this match which i think shows in the match itself too Right, right. No, 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 I saw that. And then the two other pieces I wrote down was something that was really funny. was like they were hitting each other like with like the elbow standard wrestling punch, but then they both slapped each other pretty lightly at the same time, and it knocked both of them on the ground and made them dizzy. <laughs> like it was the lightest hit out of the entire transaction, and they were like... It was like a fucking Ronda Rousey kick to the head by Holly Holm. Like, they were like, oh, I think he's out. Um, <laughs> and then the other piece, and I think that this is just because I'm not a fan of wrestling to the extent that you are, aka at all. Um, <laughs> it was fucking long. Like, it was like, it was literally a fucking sitcom length how long that match was that was part of the reason that even though i thoroughly enjoyed it and think it's been like phenomenal match i Mm -hmm. wanted you to also see it because that was the longest match for in in terms of singles a one-on-one match that nxt has put out 
It, it was, wasn't really a single though, if you think about it, with how it ended, because the two chicks started going at it. Correct, but it was it was yeah. it was one on one. Like they there has been longer like ladder matches with teams and war games and whatnot, but this is the longest one on one match. What yeah. do you think of that interference between the manager and Johnny Gargano's wife? So the thing about Johnny Gargano's wife is she is a very world renowned wrestler. Mm-hmm. Just weeks before this. Yeah. signed to NXT finally. Everyone's wanted it for like two years. Right. So well, no, it was a perfect intro then. Yeah, it if was that's great the case. Yeah, and also like, I mean, dude, I've I remember seeing that fucking same setup when I was a kid, where like the manager of the heel would interfere with the match so they could get like free shots in, and like that that's always happened, and that like to set it up to bring her in, that was just the perfect introduction. So great. she looks really yeah. badass during that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they did it the they did it the right way. And I'll even say this: as a dumbass as I am, I was caught off guard that she joined because she did such a good job of selling it. Just like, hey, I'm just here supporting my husband. So it was fun. My, it was fun. My TV is paused on this week's NXT, which is the first time Gargano and Almas have been on TV, and it's mm-hmm. just Almas laughing to himself, looking at his title while Gargano just looks sad. <laughs> yep, it's great. yep. And I will say this, I will say this, between this match that you had me watch this time and the one with the black guy and the guy from Amsterdam, yeah, I like that one more. It's because that, I, that one is fun. I think that, that's why I showed you that one in the first place, because that match is for like people who don't, like, I appreciate the shit out of the Almas Gargano match. Yeah. That other one between Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream was just pure fun. You should have seen the Velveteen Dream match on the same show that Almas and Gargano had. Because yeah. he came out in fucking boxing shorts because he was facing a dude who's known as the knockout artist. He promised a knockout in the first 30 seconds. On his way to the ring, he had a dude who was even more ripped than him holding a giant pillow that had a mouth guard on it. It was fucking awesome. The bell rings... And all the people start counting. The entire stadium starts counting because he promised within 30 seconds he would knock out Chris here, or excuse me, Cassius Ono. Uh, and he finally gets enough shot at him at like 28 seconds, and Ono goes down, and the place goes crazy. And then he starts celebrating, and then he also just gets fucking leveled with an elbow right to the jaw by Ono. Very fun. Velveteen Dream's a shit, man. He's the yeah. shit. And I just like that they broke character in the last one when he was that one guy was on his knees and Velveteen Dream was doing like a hula motion and then this crowd started chanting "suck his dick." <laughs> so that's that's really where that vote comes from. Love it. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to get paid? Yeah. I also eventually might need to pee. I just want you to know. That's fine. We forgot to tell each other each other's homework. Um, and to be honest, I haven't really thought of any homework yet. Haven't, haven't thought of homework either. The only thing I'm thinking about is peeing. Yeah. Which do you want to do that me? real quick? Yes. Can we? Yeah. No, just do it. I'll talk. Okay, cool. Yep. So this is me talking and Aaron can listen to this later. But you know, what's a a weird circumstance that I feel about iPhones is that whenever Tim Cook announces a new one, the old motherfucking one starts breaking down and it bothers the goddamn shit out of me. I don't know why that is, 
but it really bothers the fucking shit out of me. Other than that, uh, I tweeted for the first time today. That was interesting. Not really tweeting that much. This is me filling a void and doing a good job at that. Uh, Let's see. What else can I tell you guys about? Oh, um, I have Fable on my computer. That's fun. Uh, I listened to... Actually, I'm going to wait and talk about that once he gets back. I'm back, baby. Boom. Okay. Boom, baby. So with that, I could have just talked about the fucking UFC. I don't know why I didn't do that. All right, let's get let's get paid. All right, let's get paid, baby. So after the whole debacle with the Love Buds, uh, we had a wonderful new sponsor reach out to the pond, and I can't wait to tell you about it because it's one that's near and dear to my heart because it's about owning a dog. Dog ownership can be an incredibly rewarding experience. I have two dogs. BRC has two dogs. I think we can both agree that they are the best. But having a dog can have its own challenges. Having a puppy. Having a... Did you... When was... Did you have Millie as a puppy? Did you rescue Millie later? No, they were both puppies. How tough was it having a puppy? Horrible? Um, <laughs> was it horrible? It, no. I mean, it can be just because it's like... You can't take your eyes off of them, that's for sure, because they'll do something stupid, like Fiona electrocuted herself, which is really funny, but sad, so... Man, what? Okay, that's... We're in ad time. We're going to have to talk about that, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Having a puppy is awesome, guys. It's great for your Instagram, but it's horrible for your carpets. Dogs have to pee every hour when they're a puppy. And if you have a puppy, I'm sure you find yourself breaking your back trying to clean up after your new pup. Well, guess what? You are in luck with urine luck urine luck uses a patented formula that only gets that excuse me that not only gets rid of the dog pee smell and the stain but it is guaranteed to not have your dog pee in the same spot twice how is that i lost an entire chair because of my dog obi because he peed in it over and over and over again well guess what urine luck has a patented formula handed down from generation to generation. Their secret is that they only hire type one alpha male personalities and they make them drink and eat a variety of flavors which results in a toxic blend that they bottle and bring to you. Their best-selling blend comes from a strict diet of rockstar energy drinks and asparagus. Once your dog gets one whiff of urine luck, they'll never pee in the same spot twice and that is a money back guarantee go to urine luck that is u-r-i-n-e-l-u-c-k dot com slash bum fuzzle for a buy one get one free on your first purchase this is the first time we haven't had a promo code you just go to their website urineluck.com slash bum fuzzle to redeem your buy one get one free purchase read in a deeper tone or soaked in piss and smelling sour, give that rug a golden shower. You're in luck. Play outro music. No, dude. <laughs> what? You're not supposed to read those parts. What parts? <laughs> the reading a deeper tone part. Oh. They want. Fuck. That's why it's in. That's why it's in italics. Oh. 
Fuck. Oh. They won't care. They what? said we could fucking do our own spin. It's fine. Play attributes. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's real good. How the hell did your dog electrocute itself? It chewed a fucking wire on a fan. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. She's also swallowed cement. <laughs> Obi has chewed a hole in the wall. We used to keep a running tally of the shit he chewed and peed on. Yeah, I think that I honestly could shoot Fiona with a gun and she would, like, survive <laughs> at this point with all the fucking dumb shit that she's done. So. That a girl. Mm-hmm. That a girl. All right. All right. So, you go ahead and kick it off with your super mega bummer news. Mm, Joey. Super mega bummer news. One game that Chris and I have been looking forward to greatly uh, was supposed to be set for a spring release. It is Red Dead Revolver 2. Red Dead Revolver has been pushed to October, but at this point has been street dated. So that genuinely means more times than not, it will be hitting that date. It is a big bummer. 2018 is a great year for video games. I just, I, I was, I was getting more jazzed up. I was thinking, man, I only probably have two more games between me and red dead, but now I probably have five or six more games between me and red dead. But at the same time, rockstar always takes their time. Uh, and they put out a very good product each and every time they do. I mean, they excited. also probably didn't want to compete because there's a lot of shit coming out the first half of the year this year, I feel. There's a ton between, I mean, just the ones I'm looking forward to. You have God of War and Far Cry, which was right in normal Rockstar time. Those mm-hmm. are huge, huge titles. I think Far Cry is going to be fucking phenomenal. We've talked about that a ton. But Red Dead, I'm interested to see what they do with the online. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of the Grand Theft Auto online. Uh, but I get why people don't like it because if you look at a chart of games that Rockstar has released just in the last ten years, it stops at Grand Theft Auto. You know, they yeah. were, they were releasing a ton of really really fun games. You know, I loved Bully, I loved the Warriors back in the day. I loved I loved the ping pong game. I think that's the best damn ping pong game they've ever anyone's ever released. There's probably only like five of them, but that one was good. They and kind of are the grandfathers of microtransactions when it comes to console games. They really did. They had a success with it, didn't they? That's what I'm kind of worried is like, what am I going to be buying? Like, you know, poker chips or however, like poker cards or saloon cards. Or, Gold or some shit. Yeah, which I hopefully won't have to do. I have yet to do a microtransaction on Grand Theft Auto. Have you ever bought a microtransaction? Have we asked? Have we talked about this? I have bought an, I've bought a couple keys on Rocket League. For that goddamn party celebration goal explosion, which I will never fucking get. But yep. you know, I'll buy a I'll buy an expansion. I mean, I bought the Horizon one recently. I texted you the Far Cry expansion. Have you seen what's in the Far Cry season pass? No. They're doing Far Cry three totally remastered in the season pass. And that's yeah. not that's on top of all like three different game modes they're adding in the DLC. So wow. that one seems to make financial sense because I know I'm going to play the hell out of it. But I didn't. We didn't even get Grand Theft Auto Five single player expansion. No, which was a huge bummer. Yep. Have and this you, is coming uh, from someone who enjoys the shit out of that game. Like I play it all the time. But 
Have you heard anything about the Shadows of Colossus since it's come out? No. It, wait, it's out? Yeah, it's out. People oh, are playing shit. it. Oh, shit. No way. Mm-hmm. 40 bucks. I'm looking it up right now. Have you heard anything? Have you played it? Have you gotten it? No. I'm thinking about getting it, but I have I already have games like Zelda and everything, so I need a game. I like I've mentioned on here before, I want to play Assassin's Creed. Um, but Shadow of the Colossus might make me get that because if it's forty dollars, that's the price that I want to buy Assassin's Creed at. Yep. Should be. Yeah, uh, so Red Dead got pushed. That's a bummer. It's gonna be really good when it comes out, and hopefully hopefully we get some fun stuff in it. It's god, it's gonna be such a fucking good game, dude. Yeah, it definitely is. I honestly feel like, I mean, six months, how much can you accomplish in six months? I think they just want to avoid all that initial competition. I think it has something to do with that and something to do with just tighten it up. Ironing the sheets, you know what I mean? Crossing your T's, dotting your I's. Yep. Red Dead Redemption has a better single player than any Grand Theft Auto has had. Wow. Bold. In my opinion. Probably right. So hopefully we don't see... I, I would love... To, I mean, I even enjoyed that Undead Nightmare expansion that they did. And that was during like the huge plethora where every fucking game had to have zombies. But that was the one I liked. Yep. Love it. I Well, I hate it. Love the game. Hate it. Yeah, but then you can just play it through winter between football games. Um, yeah, I'll play it for like three years, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next story. I don't know if you read... Did you... Okay, so Quincy Jones... Uh, had an article released today that was done with like the New Yorker or something. Maybe it was it was with Vulture, and it was an interview with him. And for those that don't know, uh, Quincy Jones is eighty five years old, so he's definitely older. He's probably the most successful producer of all time, and produced some of the most has like the most impressive catalog ever. Uh, he produced like Thriller with Michael Jackson worked with the Beatles, you name it. The guy's just created masterpieces. And he realized that he's 85 years old and doesn't give a fuck anymore what people <laughs> think about him. Um, I mean, if, you ha- if you've been living under a rock, just to give you an example of what this guy is talking about, he was asked in this interview about working with the Beatles. And he said they were the worst musicians in the world. And he told a story. He said Paul was the worst bass player he's ever heard. And he said Ringo was so bad at drumming. It took him three hours to complete four bars, which if you don't know what bars are, that's maybe 10 seconds of fucking music. Mm-hmm. It's not much. So they told Ringo to fuck off. He quoted, mate, why don't you go get some lager and lime, some shepherd's pie, and take an hour and a half to relax a little bit. While he was gone, they went out and got an actual jazz drummer named Ronnie Varel, who was like a legit drummer, and he recorded the part. Ringo came back and said, that didn't sound bad at all. And Quincy Jones' response to Ringo Starr of the Beatles said, yeah, motherfucker, because it ain't you. (laughs) (laughs) And that is one of many quotes that was released in this article. And let me just say this. I, when I was growing up, I was looking for an instrument. I played viola for a little bit. I was into music growing up. And then I started playing drums. I played drums for about three or four years. And the first songs I ever learned on drums were Beatles songs, which mm-hmm. is funny reading this because I was like, man, these are really easy. 
Like I learned come together in my maybe second or third week. Yep. Of playing drums ever. I often use the analogy of someone that that like fell into a very easy situation that they're like Ringo in the Beatles. Like <laughs> that that's my go-to analogy when I see that happening. It's it was incredibly easy. It made me feel so cool when I was like 14 years old when I was like, "Man, I can play a Beatles song on the drums." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Within the, like I must be a fucking what's it called? What's it called? Savant? No, what's it called? I don't I think know. it's it. Wonderkin? Savant? Sure. Fuck uh, it. Nah, what are you going to do? Yeah, his do? whole thing is crazy. Did you see the thing where he said that Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando were fucking in the 70s? Yeah, and then uh, Richard Pryor's uh, widow confirmed it. Was like, yeah, they were fucking. Which, <laughs> I read that headline right before I left for work, or like left from work. And it was just one of those headlines that I never, it like, just was the most random thing I could possibly read in my day. Yeah. And I just remember getting up and being like, all right, well, that's going to, I'm going to think about that a lot on the subway home. <laughs> like, this is just a weird-ass story. Yeah. And she was cool with it. And her quote was hilarious. Did you read her quote? No. Let me bring it up right now. Uh, she had a quote that pretty much was like, hey, it's the 70s. He's going to, he's just going to fuck whatever he wants at that point let me why isn't it coming up sorry one moment one moment and then richard Pryor's wife jennifer lee has confirmed to tnz that Pryor did in fact hook up with marlon brando she says Pryor was very open about his bisexuality in his personal life and would find jones comment about his sexual exploits hilarious quote it was the 70s drugs were still good especially quaalude she says if you didn't if, excuse me if you did god damn it it went down. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you did enough cocaine, you'd fuck a radiator and send it flowers in the morning. So there you go. I like how she was like, so there you go. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, take She's it like, or leave it. She just literally clapped her hands of the interview and was like, I'm out of here. He fucked Marlon Brando. Yeah. And he I like fuck I li- stupid, sexy Marlon Brando because Marlon Brando was a legitimately hot guy when he was younger. He got like... Like, it's all skin godfather Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah. No, and he just moved to an island and ate himself to death. Gotta love it. That's, that That's was, how that, I would That go. was his life. It's not a bad way to go. I like that old people just stop giving a fuck. I think it's an awesome trait of old people. But what I also think is so funny is guys like Quincy Jones, guys like Jerry Rice, they hear for so long that they're like, I, you're the shit. Like, you're great. And then they get to a point where they're like, you know what? I am the shit <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that I say it before everyone else. So yeah, I don't want people just realizing this after I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking open up that can of worms right now. Yep. 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 So go read it. It's not that long of a read. And they're like, we, we were just scratching the surface on the fucking things that are in that interview. It's really good. So Elon Musk, Everyone that cares knows that Elon Musk launched a rocket through his company SpaceX into orbit. It is currently floating its way to Mars in a Tesla Roadster with a crash test dummy in the front seat. And this is just the first of many ventures to show that space travel can be done commercially in the future. And we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, Aaron Kirby, but the thing that interests me the most, and you already answered this to me, which I found surprising what your answer was. 
is that you would travel to space yeah. commercially. A hundred percent. If I'm willing to go to Indiana for three nights over <laughs> Super Bowl weekend, what makes you yeah. think I don't want to fucking look at that big flat earth up in the sky? You know what I mean? I think it's. A, I think it would be amazing, and I don't think there's a, ever going to be an experience outside of like having children or maybe getting married that's going to make you feel how small you are, which I think is like a good feeling for people to have. I think it's a um, very humbling thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it would be incredible. I just, uh, it's just a very, like you're just going into the unknown is what you're doing. Oh, it would be horrifying. And I would yeah. be shitting in my astronaut suit. Let me ask you this. Would you rather go in a spaceship or a submarine to the deep ocean? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that is a tough... Okay, because so, I love the... De- oh, man. Oh. I, I mean, I'll tell you while you're thinking, I would fucking choose Spaceship because the deep ocean scares the shit out of me. Both of them are scary, but in the in space, you don't have crazy monsters down there um, or up there. Man, dude, that is... Can I go to both? Can I go into nope. space? And you get then, one ticket. No, no, no. Hear me out. I got an idea because if I have one ticket, I can make the most of it by shooting into space and then swan diving from space into the deep ocean and then resurfacing at the top. Nope. Come on. <laughs> you got to pick. If I had to pick one, mm-hmm. I would have to say space only because you could see the world from afar Yes. While deep space would be fucking amazing, but most of it is going to be nothingness. While space yeah. is nothing except for the earth and the moon, you still get to see, like, I would like that experience of seeing yeah. just your, just how small we are. You know what I mean? That's, and that's another question I have for you. And this is, this is how I think I would feel. When going into space and just seeing photos of space, like Mars Rover, all that shit, I feel like you get the feeling that you truly are on a rock floating in space, but I am on a planet right now, and that is exactly what I'm doing. I am floating in space. Why don't I have that feeling when I'm here on Earth? Because you need the perspective. But why don't I have the perspective here at night? Because you're looking out. You're not looking at where you were like the idea of going into space and i see what you're saying you like see, it, you see yeah. a globe in front of you and you right. see fucking north america you yeah. can't quantify the size of it you can be like oh i live here i'm gonna spin this around and see where my finger points but like just in terms of quantification like i can't quantify one million people no can you so like uh, let's do a, a reference point fucking what does safeco field hold for 40,000 people yeah so let's say it's 40, unless it's a mariners game in july but i hear you say yeah yeah <laughs> so let's take let's take 1 million right yeah so we got 1 million we'll divide it by 40,000 45,000 is it is, 45, is the capacity so yeah, a, the capacity. a fully packed Safeco Field, which hasn't happened in 12 years, uh, will be 22 Safeco Fields of people 
filled. That's a million people. You can't quantify a million people. You zoom out into space and you look at the fucking earth and you can literally see this, the view of a globe where you see South America and North America and Africa. You're talking billions of people that you can't even fucking see. Right. I there get was, it. There was six million people down right by my apartment, not when I was here, but in Grant Park after the Cubs won the World Series. And I saw pictures of it, and it was just a large mass of land with people standing next to each other. And I can't imagine what it would have been like to be a part of it. Right. That's six million people. And what is, how many billion people are there? Twelve? Which is crazy. There's twelve fucking billion people on the planet. Which is crazy. It's insane. And in it's don't get me wrong, deep space, you're going to see some fucking shit. You're going to see some dope ass crabs all walking around. You see some whale carcasses, but you're not going to have like a perspective on the world. Right? How many people are in the world? Seven point four four two billion. I was way off with twelve. But that's still crazy. It's crazy to think that that's a large number because, like, I drive into the city that I live in, which is Bonnie Lake, and it's like population 16,000 people which doesn't seem like that much but Bonnie Lake is pretty fucking crowded in my opinion like mm-hmm. the, I usually can't get a spot right away when I go to the grocery store but and I can only imagine how big Chicago think is of how many people that is that's 16,000 people that's a lot of people that's a fuck ton of people yeah that's a lot of people I'm and with that's you a small town what is a situation in your life where you actually felt like as small as you are in the universe. Oh, that's a good question too. And do you have I can tell you an example yeah, of mine. Go for yours. Uh, when I climbed a mountain in Alaska and I was just like, I am a speck. That's just like <laughs> a fucking airplane ride for me, man. Yeah. Like, and it's not even when you're up top, it's when you're pulling away when you, when liftoff is happening and mm-hmm. you're just looking around and be like, man, I'm passing just population of people right now. Yep. Do you want to hear a story of how that something, an epiphany that helped me in my early days of quitting drinking? Mm-hmm. I think it relates. Maybe it doesn't. I was in downtown Seattle on like fucking 4th Avenue or some shit, like driving north. I think 4th goes north. 5th goes Avenue. south. Yeah, 4th goes north. So I was on 4th Avenue. It was like rush hour. I was sitting in traffic and I just, I, I probably passed six or 700 people as I was driving through the box and people were just like hurrying to the destination that they were going to. And as weird and as narcissistic as this sounds, I finally had the epiphany and said to myself, holy shit, none of these people care about me and what I'm doing and where I'm going. Dude. None of them. I have a very similar thought every day when yeah. I get on the subway or I get on a bus because here during rush hour, it's like sardines in a fucking tube. And every time I'm in it, I look around and be like, I don't know any of these people's stories, but all of these people are living a life that I have no idea what it's like. I have no idea what they love. And it's so important to them, and, and you couldn't care And less. I couldn't give a shit less. And I've seen, yeah. I've seen in this city probably hundreds of thousands of people that I've, I've stood next to or I've physically touched, but I haven't said a word to. Yeah. Yeah, all the time, dude. 
It's crazy. It's wild. You don't know yeah. anyone's story. None. And that's and one they're... thing, by the way, everyone should live their life by is that you don't know what anyone's going through. So just treat everyone nice because you don't know that what the fuck they're dealing with. Ever. Yeah, we could take it there if you want. <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how. Yeah. I, that's why I always say thank you and. I just I just use it when I had my epiphany. It's like I get that as a conclusion, but the conclusion I had is like, wow. So the the things I I worry about don't really matter if that makes sense. Like, yeah, they matter to me, but typically everything more or less resolves itself. So it's like, why should I get worked up? Yeah, you there's know? no reason to get worked up because nothing truly matters in the world except for what's in your life and what you live for, and you choose for what you live for. Yeah, the richest I've ever felt is when I. I'm surrounded by people that I care about. That's it. Yep. That's all it's been. Bing, bang, bomb, boom, baby. Thank you for that, Elon Musk. We wouldn't have gotten here without you. <laughs> Dude, space will fuck you up. I'll go space to space will fuck tomorrow. You up. I don't care the cost. I think it's a... I think it... I can honestly see space being like an important pilgrimage in the future for people so that they can have that mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like going it's like going to Mecca in a way. It is. It's going to heaven. It's right. like you are up and you are looking down upon everybody and everything that you have ever known and you can put your thumb over it. Yeah. It makes it makes you feel fragile. And it makes right? you realize what's important because it makes you, are, you realize what's important. You have the perspective of like what in the world am I doing? Yeah. Maybe I yeah. should just live for today. Maybe I should just love no matter what. Maybe I should do all these things. Just right. live your fucking life however you want to. None of this matters. I also will say that I do get that feeling when I watch Planet Earth. Oh, yeah, me too all the time. That's why I watch it. It's fucking, fucking phenomenal. Yep. You see the new Coral Reef episode? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm gonna. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fuck Gruden Watch. Let's, let's chat about sports. Listen up, it's time for sports This shit's recorded How else are you supposed to know That this shit's important Love it Love it Did you watch the full game? Yeah, I did. Actually, Jessica was super cool, and she just let me watch it start to finish. And we actually, she enjoyed it. It was a great game. It was like the, one of the best Super Bowls I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it was a, it was it a was really a fucking really good Super fun Bowl game. It was yeah. a really good game. Chelsea and I. This was the day after we had all those whiskey sours, so we, uh, our stomachs were just fucking rotten the next day. Mm-hmm. So we just were laying on the couch. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, it was a great. No, game. it was great. It wasn't as great good game. as the post game party. No spoilers, but. Uh, the Eagles won. Yep. And yep. somebody ate shit from a horse off of the ground in Philadelphia because Philadelphia fans are fucking gross. Yeah. So when I saw that headline, and I believe it was through Deadspin, I saw, like, eat shit, and I was like, oh, this guy biffs super hard. I watch that kind of shit on Reddit all the time. And then I saw a guy standing over a pile of shit and someone screaming, do it. And I was like, mm, nope. You didn't even fucking, get even a split second after one person yells, do it. Because nope. there's a good 80 people yelling, do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, that's it for me. I'll see you later. So, that I mean, everyone was like, Philadelphia is going to burn down. And it was like, come on, guys, like, give them some credit. Philadelphia burned down. <laughs> Philadelphia had, like, looting 
They destroyed awnings. It was a fucking scene. Did you see the dude who made it all the way out to the traffic light? No. He was like straddling a traffic light on the horizontal pole that comes out from the street light. And he fucking was riding it like it was a fucking bull at Cowgirls on First Ave in Seattle. And it ended up loosening at one point. Mm-hmm. So oh, and so he almost fucking went right over. But, dude, it was the dumbest thing. I have no idea how he got down. I was in the city of Chicago when the Cubs won the World Series. I saw people going out and doing trust falls off of fucking streetlights. No idea how he got down. Uh, people were stealing cop horses, horse cops. Well, some people had, some people were arrested for punching horses. It was fucking insane, dude. Did anyone die? Did you? I, I, think I have no I read, idea. I read there was a few. Oh my god! Yeah, there. Were, I don't think it was more than like a, like a handful, but yeah. So that shit's insane, but I will say the one thing I always like for a fan base, whether it be like Philadelphia or some other uh, fan base that doesn't necessarily have like a like a touted history of winning the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. is I always like the videos of fans reacting and being like choked up because it's just like they've just held on for that whole time and it finally happens for them, and that always makes me. Like really happy to see because like sports mean guy that was yes great. yeah sports mean a lot to people so it's nice that things can happen for fans like that because you, you know a team for so long you feel like you're a part of the team and there's nothing exactly wrong, there's nothing wrong with that like you like 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 for, like for instance the Mariners the Mariners haven't been in the fucking playoffs since 2001 it's 2018 I just got pubes when the Mariners <laughs> went to the fucking playoffs for last time and now I got millions of pubes. <laughs> I have so many pubes now. I don't know what to do with them. I have Ziploc bags filled with my pubes. But when the Mariners... And Chelsea the other day asked me, which is funny because she is so goddamn... She doesn't understand anything about sports and she doesn't listen to anything I say, God bless her soul. But Mm -hmm. she was like, when was the last time the Mariners went to the playoffs? And I told her 2001 and she just laughed in my face. (laughs) And I told her, I was like, yeah, that's why I told you last year that if the Mariners get in the playoffs, I'm going to be gone for a few weeks. <laughs> like, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to watch my team. I forget what Jessica said that to me the other day, but I meant to bring it up on the the show because I feel like you can relate to this. Why do our wives, or just wives in general, have such a wonderful way of dissecting the bullshit of things we care about and just breaking it down to the smallest like reality yeah <laughs> that's all they do chelsea yeah you were asking about things that make me feel small it's my wife <laughs> yeah yeah Je- jessica jessica does that shit all the time and it's like i can't disagree with her no like she's not wrong but it's just like i don't have a rebuttal because she simplifies it so fucking well mm-hmm it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. So Chelsea I was very it. happy for... Go ahead. I was just saying Chelsea does it constantly. Yes. I was very happy for the Eagles uh, team as well. I don't know what you felt like, and this is a very arbitrary thing to think, but in my personal opinion, uh, based off the catches that Alshon Jeffrey made, I felt that he was the most valuable player of that game because he, f- he made some fucking tough catches, dude. And if he didn't make those catches... Who knows what that outcome would be because they only won by eight points. Yeah, they uh, he that was one of the stories of the whole game was the fact that they didn't play Malcolm Butler 
and then mm-hmm. whoever they had that row guy replaced him got torched by Alshon Jeffrey and then they put yes. his I'm not sure which way it went but one of those it was Stephen Gilmore or Stephen Gilmore however you say it against Alshon Jeffrey and I believe Alshon Jeffrey was th- like a groomsman in Stephen Gilmore's wedding Oof. and then Stephen Gilmore just fucking ate him for lunch the rest of the fucking game. But yep. at the same time, Alshon got his fucking touchdown and he won. So it's like, like it's gotta be the weirdest thing in the world to have like what, like your best man or your groomsman. And then you guys are both in the most competitive nature. You could be at the top. It's that's wild to me. It's fucking. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, overall, great game. Uh, Josh, or right, let's get into that in a second. From a, from a 2019 perspective, well, I guess we can talk about it now. You know, I think the question of the Pats staying together is out the window because Josh McDaniels, for those that don't know, they he was going to be the Colts head coach, but he actually rescinded his acceptance, and he is now going to stay as the offensive coordinator in New England, um, which tells me a few things. Fun a, he is going to... Are Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are going to stay there. Like, that's like, there's not even a question anymore. Like, that barbershop talk, the fucking sports debate shows, like, don't even talk about it. It's done. They're going to stay. There's no question they're going to fucking stay because Bill Belichick was quoted saying, like, I am going to groom Josh to replace me. And that's the other thing I was going to say. They Jason Garrett him. Yeah. They made him the coach of the future. Yeah, pretty much. And, that's and it. I was just in Indianapolis. Why the fuck would you leave New England? <laughs> to go to Indianapolis. Yeah. When you have the best situation you could possibly be in in your profession. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Josh McDaniels fucking called a hell of a game. The Patriots weren't blown out, and their offensive numbers were incredible. Yeah, Matt Patricia was the one who did not call a hell of a game. Exactly. So good for him. I'm happy for that. 2019 season questions. I mean, the only thing that I, I actually just had a question that I thought of that I honestly think is a good question. And you're like a very anal look at all guy. And I think that this is something that I would love your input on. Yeah. Is if who's going to draft a quarterback higher, the New England Patriots Ooh. or the Seattle Seahawks? Ooh. The Patriots. Real see, I don't know if that's true. Like I think How they will high do you draft think the Seahawks are gonna draft a quarterback. I honestly could see the Seahawks drafting a quarterback before the fifth round. I think the Patriots will draft one before the fifth round. Actually, well, they have an interesting quarterback class this year. It's and super I, top it, heavy. Yeah, and I wish I had it in front of me, but you just keep in mind, dude, like I don't think the Pats have a lot of picks near the top. Like, I don't even know if they necessarily have a second pick. I think they traded that away. Let me see really quick, because I think you are completely right. Yeah. Uh, team needs draft picks. Here we go. 2018. They have one in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round. Okay. So they do have them. And they do have gotcha. a round 2-1 from San Francisco, so that's going to be a really high pick. It's going to be, like, mid-30s. I still could see Seattle drafting What the higher. fuck? Sorry. Autoplay ad confuse the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. I, I so yeah. I get it. Like everyone I've asked that question to, they say the Pats like they're gonna bring someone in. Um, they gotta be looking. 
I still think that the Seahawks are going to draft a quarterback pretty high. I think it's going to shock people because Russell Wilson only has one more year on his deal. And even if they resign him, they're still going to... Yeah, he's through 2019, dude. Huh. Yeah. So... I think that uh, I think that they need to start thinking replacements for him. Also, I hope they resign him. I'm sure they probably will. Yeah, but doesn't Russell Wilson kind of come off as like a max deal guy? I hate to speculate that like that. Yeah, he's gonna make. He's gonna be the highest paid quarter. He's gonna be the highest paid payer. Play, Jesus Christ, player in the NFL for I don't know however many months there is until some other quarterback signs. Right. Um, right. There's. There's, it's such a top-heavy draft. You, we could see four quarterbacks go one through four in this draft. That's nuts. I'm looking at all it. four of those teams. Well, the Browns have two picks, right? They have the first and second. They have the first and the fourth, I believe. If That's not right. The first and the fourth, the first and the third. No, it's the fourth. You're right. I remember now. Yeah, it's gonna. And as a Buccaneers fan, I love it because we're not going to be drafting a quarterback, but we're sitting at seven. So it's almost like, hey we can have one of the top three people that we want. Mm-hmm. So who knows? There's a lot of talk about Vita Vea going to the Bucks at seven. Yeah. Which would be great. Speaking of quarterbacks, I don't know if this is controversial. I think everyone's on the same page, but there is a lot of questions on what the Eagles are going to do with Nick Foles. And obviously I'm quoting other people here, but with Carson Wentz's injury, you don't want to you don't want to trade him away because that's a question mark, right? Like you wouldn't want to risk that because you know what you have with Nick Foles. Like why would you risk that? And the I, I this is my theory is that if you do see a trade come out for Nick Foles, that other team is you're you're gonna they're gonna need to get a urine test to see if they had a fucking roofie in their system they, because of how much they're gonna get taken for. Yeah, they're gonna give away a lot. If I were the Eagles, I would hold on to Foles. And if I'm going to trade him, I would trade him by the trade deadline of week six to see what you have in Wentz. Because the last thing you want to do is trade a Super Bowl MVP to a team, Wentz come back and not be 100% of what he was. Yep. God, I could it's see It's going to the- be such a fun offseason, which is going to be like the complete opposite of what the MLB offseason was because it was so goddamn boring besides the huge fucking fuck you Shohei Otani's. Fucking uh, all the Shohei yeah. Otani's of the world can eat it. Yep. No, 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 for sure. I completely agree. I think it's very exciting. I really do think that the Vikings are going to go out and get a quarterback. Um, that's like the one I'm interested in. And I'm also interested to see what, what happens with Tyrod Taylor because I feel like people don't really like Tyrod Taylor, Taylor which I actually really like Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor is a fucking starter. Like wherever we put him, that dude's a starter more or less. I totally agree. It's going to be fun. The quarterback carousel is going to be wild. Arizona could use a quarterback. They could use a Tyrod Taylor. Ow, I just hurt my finger. Ow. Yeah. And this is the only other thing that I want to say, and it is completely regional, but I don't really care, but I want to say it in public. Is it so fuck for- Sonics guy? You can say that as much as you want on this show. Fuck Sonics guy. But the other thing I wanted to say is for those that don't know uh, or don't listen, there is a GM podcast for Jerry DePoto of the Seattle Mariners called The Wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And today they are talking about Felix Hernandez. And one of the questions that Aaron Goldsmith asked was, how was the quality of Felix Hernandez's change up? And Jerry just went off about how great his fucking changeup is, blah, 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 blah. 
Such a great changeup. Aaron Kirby, I have a problem with that, mm-hmm. and I'll do my best to articulate it. To me, it was never a question of how good Felix Hernandez' changeup is or any of his pitches. The problem with Felix Hernandez's changeup is that it was always a ball, and it was always predictable when it was coming after that initial year when he started incorporating it more. It was always when it was one and two, two and two, where he had room to spare, and you just knew when it was fucking coming to the point where I was seriously convinced that Felix Hernandez was tipping his pitches. So my thing with Felix Hernandez is that I don't think that the quality of his pitches, outside of maybe some velocity on his fastball, which if you think about it, the Cy Young year, I think he was fucking doing like max 92, 94. That was never the issue. I think it was just the predictability in his sequences that became the problem. I don't know a whole lot about that, but I will say what I think the problem with his changeup is, is that there is such, there's no speed difference between his fastball and his changeup anymore. And what made his changeup so good was that it looked just like his fastball and then it dropped at the end. But now it is the exact same speed. So no one has any problem figuring out and trying to put the bat on the ball with it. So I don't and it's always a ball. It can't, he can't pitch it in the strike zone. It's always and in the dirt. If he does, it's fucking gone. Yeah. It'll be, I can't yep. wait to see what Felix does. Huge. I, I believe any Mariners fan is a huge fan of Felix. Uh, but I just can't wait to see how he reacts. I can't wait to see a rested arm of his. I can't wait to see if he is able to find new pitches, new ways of pitching. I love Felix Hernandez. I want only the best for him and the Mariners. I just want him to be good again. And I, I and I agree with you. With I don't want it to be the yes. end of the road. And I, and I do agree with you. Something that you have said, I forget if it was on the show or offline, is that uh, I am happy that Felix Hernandez did not pitch in like 14 different fucking leagues this offseason. and actually straight. Yeah, and just took time off mm-hmm. and worked out, which is fine, but he didn't pitch, which I think is important. Yes, he needs... If you have a dead arm in April, you need to fucking not throw that ball for a while. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. That's my so shit. now we have a question to wrap up the show. And this is a great question, and please keep these coming. I fucking love the questions. And also, if you guys want to, a call to arms since Aaron Kirby and I didn't get to a homework item. If you want to think of a homework item, yes. If you guys are still listening to the podcast after an hour and 25 minutes and 26 seconds, shoot us a homework item. We will do it. We'll enjoy it. And if we don't get any, we'll make an announcement of what our our homework is on Twitter. But this question is from uh, at Demoon Rules, one of the OG Kirby crew from Hyper RPG. Shout out to Demoon Rules. Fantastic. Now he's a bum fuzzy. Now he's a bum fuzzy. He was started as a Kirby crew, became a bum fuzzy. Kirby crew for life. Demoon Rules says, if you could only have one breakfast for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I fucking love breakfast. Me too. I feel there's a lot of breakfast food that is inappropriate to eat. Mm-hmm at times that are not breakfast. You don't eat French toast at night. You don't eat pancakes at night. I'll eat eggs at night. I'm a badass. I'm a badass. But if I had to choose one thing, and I'd put a lot of thought into this because we got this, I think, Mm -hmm. like yesterday in the morning, and all I did was think about this question. If I had to choose one complete breakfast meal, it would be biscuits and gravy. Every day? 
Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. Are do you are you like the mayor of a town in Mississippi? Here's the, hey, he didn't say that health concerns were a problem. I'm talking about flavor, baby. Oh my! You have to assume that health is pulled okay, into this. Okay, well then we have two answers to the question. Fine. Okay, no health concerns. Jesus, I don't know how you shame. You need to understand. You need to accept me for who I am and love me okay. every day. I didn't mean to fat shame you. You but fat Jesus, shame the shit out of me right but there. But Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Okay. Biscuits and gravy. With If no health concerns, that's my answer. What is your answer with zero health concerns? I only have one answer. Eggs. Okay, I'll be more specific. Scrambled so, eggs with cheese nope. on them. No, I actually don't like cheese on scrambled eggs. I'm not a fan of that. Eggs in um, a hole. I actually have been eating the same breakfast for over a year now, <laughs> and I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't care if I ate this every single day. And it's and this is what it is: two pieces of bacon, two eggs fried, and two pieces of sourdough toast. And that's it. I mean, that's good. That's a good one. But every day, fuck yes. <laughs> Every day, every day. I, I love how shitty I just made you feel, but I feel bad about it at the same time. Well, but see, I still love I it. I knew going into it, I was like, well, I get to cho- if I get to choose the one for the rest of my life, I'm going to be the happiest I want for the rest of my life. And yes. I choose biscuits I, and gravy. I actually, a question that I ask typically when I'm like in groups of people is like, if you could like eat one food for the rest of your life and that would have like zero health consequence, what would it be? And I always say twice baked potatoes. Ooh, me, it would just be uh, this shitty homemade mac and cheese I make. And you could just eat it. And it was like eating fucking quinoa and fucking kale. Yeah, I would I would eat. And I don't put like, I put a little bit of butter and no milk, just fucking Tillamook shredded cheddar cheese on top of fucking pasta. Still eating it out of the pan. No plate or bowl involved. That's what I would eat. But if I had to choose one, with health concerns involved. <laughs> I'd probably choose what I eat every day, which is which is some form of eggs. Like I eat so much. But many if eggs. okay, no no no, choose a style. You have to choose a style. I, I think that's important. Style. God man, it'd be really similar to what you do because when you have it over easy and you have the bacon, you can dip it into the yolk, and then you have the sourdough and you can dip it in the yolk. But even that is not the most healthy breakfast. No, I'm not claiming that, but I feel like it's at least going to keep you alive. I'm not claiming biscuits and gravy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, if, I, if you and I started this and I kept eating this breakfast and you did biscuits and gravy and we had a who lives longest contest, I'm putting all my money on me. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> biscuits and fucking gravy second is chocolate every day. chip pancakes. I actually would feel better about eating chocolate chip pancakes every day more than I would biscuits and gravy. Uh, you are a puss. Dude, you would start dreading the biscuits and gravy. Like In my week universe, one. I didn't have I wasn't thinking that it had any concerns to myself or my well being. All I was thinking about was my taste buds. Do you ever wake up in the morning and you're like, I kind of want something lighter, like an oatmeal? God, no. <laughs> okay. Fuck okay. no. I just want to get an idea. Every time I wake who... up, I want to eat the biggest meal I can. To make yourself want to go back to bed? Yes. 
because then I slowly metabolize it through lunch and then I work kind of the rest of the day. <laughs> fair, fair. Are you a chicken fried steak guy? Yeah, fuck yeah. You know what you I put like on top of chicken steak. fried steak? Gravy. Gravy. <laughs> I know, white gravy. It's delicious. I'm not saying it's not. I just feel like that would be like the fucking first scene of seven if I had to eat biscuits and gravy every single fucking day. No one's forcing you to, man. This is my life. Kevin's face, he's just standing behind me. It's like, eat this or I fuck you in the butt. That's uh, (laughs) that's a common situation for that guy. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Man, I can't think of a healthy alternative. Uh, An avocado? No, no, no. You're good. I think it's good. Biscuits I like what you gravy, did there. Baby. I like that I like that you ooh, you ooh, ooh, approach ooh. the question in a childlike mindset. Yeah, like if I have to ch- if I have to make that choice, I'm going to be happy. I'm sorry my life might be as long. I'm here for a good time, not a short time. But I also would take a breakfast sandwich in a biscuit, like a nice That's one. money. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd take that. Little egg, uh little so- sausage or bacon. Both. <laughs> I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time, baby. I'm just trying to be the sweatiest Betty that I can be for the rest of my life. And biscuits and gravy every morning will make me a sweaty Betty from nine to one. Well, you definitely, you definitely simplified that process of how, of how to do that. This is the longest pod ever. It is, but I feel like it's, it's still filled filled with good good content. I I just know it's long because I have to pee again. Do we want to recap the, all the call to arms? Call to arms. Yes. But There's I don't want three. to do it. I want you to do One it. One of them was name your show. Name my wrestle. Yeah, give us right now it's Aaron Kirby's Wrestling Blitz. If you guys can dethrone that, bring it at me. Twitter, text message, email, MySpace, whatever you want. You can you can choose the homework for us this week. Choose the homework. And then lastly, of course, always, if you have a question for us to answer on air, we are happy to do so. And DeMoon Rules gave us one of my favorite kind of questions. Just yep. fucking anything. Like, yes. Give us any question you want. We're going to yep. answer it. Oh, yep. and to really quickly end, Brian Pace asked if we would ever be leaving. Uh, we won't. We figured out no, all the dude. technical problems. We're good. Also, Brian Pace wants to come to Chicago during the middle of a snowstorm. And Brian, if you're listening to this, I love you. I know you're very close in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I also don't want you to die while trying to drive to Chicago during the middle of a snowstorm because we have a very big snowstorm coming. So I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Bye. Shouting.